When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this Web Extra edition of WealthTrack. I'm Consuelo Mack. Social Security and Medicare are two critical benefits for most senior citizens. We have addressed the status of both benefits on WealthTrack recently, but what impact, if any, does the new tax reform legislation have on either one? Joining me with an update is Mary Beth Franklin, contributing editor at Investment News, a leading publication for financial advisors. She is also an award-winning personal finance journalist and a recognized expert on Social Security. The revised edition of her ebook, Maximizing Your Social Security Retirement Benefits, is a must-have resource for doing just that. And we will have a link to it on WealthTrack.com. And Mary Beth, thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm delighted to be on your program. Thank you, Consuela. So what impact, if any, does the new tax reform package have on Social Security? None that I can see. Uh, The major claiming strategies remain the same. There was talk over the last um, few weeks of the year of possible entitlement reform going forward. But the fact we have an even narrower GOP margin as a result of the uh, Alabama race means that could be very difficult. So we'll all just have to wait and see. So what are the headlines uh, as we go into, as we finish this year and go into next year, uh, as far as Social Security claiming strategies uh, and other strategies around Social Security that, that we should know regardless of what has happened with the tax legislation? Well, there's one enormous, valuable Social Security claiming strategy still available to millions of Americans, but there's a catch. It depends on your birthday. If you were born before 1954, which means at the end of 2017, you were at least 64 years old, just like the old Beatles song, When I'm 64, that means you may be able to take advantage of this claiming strategy when you reach your magic age of 66. It assumes you're either currently married or you're divorced after being married at least 10 years and currently single. What this strategy allows you to do is when you turn 66, you can choose to claim only your spousal benefits, which is worth half of your spouse's or half of your ex-spouse's full retirement age benefit, and let your own benefits continue to grow by 8% a year up until the age of 70, and then you switch to your own. But there's two caveats. For currently married couples, in order to claim spousal benefits only, it means the other spouse actually has to be claiming benefits or had filed and suspended their benefits before the April 2016 deadline. The rules are different for divorced spouses. If you were married at least 10 years, 
you have been divorced for at least two years, and your ex is at least 62 years old, meaning eligible for Social Security, when you turn 66, you can claim spousal benefits only. But again, it only applies to people born before 1954. Younger people will never have this choice. There is a benefit to being older. <laughs> yes, there. One and, and I instance. Do, do have to add that I can't do this. <laughs> well, lucky you, <laughs> being a younger person that you are. Uh, and this is one of the reasons that, uh, because it is complicated, that we need to read your Maximizing Your Social Security Retirement Benefits ebook. I will just add that. And Let's let me talk. add one thing, Consuela, if I could. Um, this idea of being able to choose which benefit to claim is still available to surviving spouses and surviving ex-spouses because survivor benefits and retirement benefits continue to be two different pots of money. So if you're in this that situation where you're a surviving spouse or a surviving ex-spouse and you also have your own Social Security retirement benefit, even under the new rules, you will still be able to choose which benefit to claim first and switch to the other later if that would ultimately result in a bigger benefit. Thank you for that clarification and that addition. Put on your personal finance hat uh, because you are an award-winning personal finance reporter what do we need to know? What are some of the, the, the basic headlines from this tax reform legislation? Because there are some very big changes. That's correct. Beginning in 2018, the way most Americans do their taxes is going to change tremendously. The idea is there's going to be a much larger standard deduction of $24,000 for a married couple, much higher than the current standard deduction, but a, a lot of the itemized deductions that we're used to taking for excessive medical expenses, for charitable deductions, for student loan interest, all of those are going away. A big one that's um, being squeezed is state and local property taxes. Um, there's going to be a limit of up to $10,000 of state and local property taxes deduction, uh, which, depending where you live, may not be what you're used to. So the first thing you want to do is, if you can prepay some state and local property taxes for maybe the first quarter of 2018, in 2017, when you still get the deduction, you might want to do that. If you're going to one of those people who will no longer itemize their taxes, because the standard deduction is so high, that means you won't get a tax break for charitable contributions going forward. Maybe you want to make some large charitable contribution at the end of 2017. And one way to do that is to fund a donor-advised fund. That means you would get the tax deduction for 2017, but you can actually make the decision of which charities will get those contributions at a later date. Mary Beth, what about the mortgage deduction? Well, for existing homes, homeowners are fine. They can deduct their mortgage interest. But for new mortgages going forward, uh, homeowners, taxpayers will only be able to deduct interest on mortgages up to $750,000. A previous law or current law, depending how you look at it, is a million dollars. 
And one of the unusual aspects to this new tax reform legislation uh, affects alimony payments. Is that right? Explain that. Yeah, this is going to be a real shocker. Under current law, the person who pays the alimony can deduct the alimony payment, and the person who receives the alimony declares it as income. Because of the structure, the way this works, the person paying the alimony tends to be the person with the higher income. So that deduction is very valuable. And they may be willing to pay a larger alimony amount because of the tax deduction. Well, under the new tax bill, basically um, it's off the table. The person who pays the alimony does not get to deduct it. And the person who receives it does not have to declare it. It's basically off the books. But the effect of that may be people who are paying the alimony are saying, hey, I don't get a tax break anymore. Let's renegotiate this deal. I'm not willing to pay as much, which means the spouse that's receiving the alimony really may be on the losing end of this deal. I would love to have been a fly on the wall while that was being discussed. (laughs) I think the question is how many members of Congress are divorced and paying alimony? I think that's a very good question. Another area where individual investors are going to be affected is is the treatment of uh, stock stock sales. Tell us about that. Right. Um, Under... Current law, um, investors can decide which tranches of stock or securities to sell so that they have the smallest tax bill. That is not going to be an option um, going forward. They will have to sell the oldest stock, first in, first out. So I would encourage people with individual securities to meet with their tax advisors ASAP to decide what, if anything, they should be doing before the end of 2017 to take advantage of current tax laws. There is so much here, Mary Beth. Is there anything else that, uh, again, in asking you to do a broad brush treatment for us, is there anything else that that we've missed uh, that you want to discuss now? Well, there are... um, Several tax breaks in current law for um, people who are paying college tuition that will be going away in the future. So you, if you have a tuition bill due in the new year, you may want to pay it by December 31st. That's important. And, the and going loans, forward, go 529 plans will continue to be a good way to save for um, – educational expenses. Uh, What would your final piece of advice be to us? Because our lives really are going to change pretty dramatically uh, starting January 1st of 2018. So what would your advice be to us for the remainder of this year? Well, for people who do work with a tax advisor, talk to them right away to see what, if anything, you should do before the end of 2017. Ironically, for people who don't work with a tax advisor, because of the new higher standard deduction going forward, they may not need one in the future. Their taxes may be a lot simpler. Mary Beth, it's always terrific to talk to you. You are a font of information, and you always help us as well in uh, in planning our personal finances and managing them. 
better. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us, Mary Beth. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, Consuela. So we have been talking to Mary Beth Franklin. She's contributing editor at Investment News, and she really is a Social Security guru as well. And her ebook, Maximizing Your Social Security Retirement Benefits, we will have a link to it on our website, wealthtrack.com. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Consuelo Mack, and make the week ahead a profitable and a productive one. 